It is Friday, the 27th day of March, 2023. And my deepest apologies for being late with this particular, particular, particular uh, episode for no other reason than I slept like absolute horseshit Monday night and just didn't feel like doing the show by the time I got home from work on Tuesday. Unluckily for you, I'm feeling like a a whopping dollar seventy-five right now. So let's fucking go, huh? Apropos of nothing, I was reading an email newsletter that I subscribed to the other day, soccer-related, so you know it's good. Uh, anyways, I was thrown off by the number of podcasts that were casually mentioned throughout the body of said email, and then after the third one. I said to myself, self, there were way too many fucking podcasts available these days. To which I replied, hey, self, are you dumb or something? And then that just kind of devolved into thinking about the sheer volume of entertainment options that are available to everyone these days. Think about it. Podcast, sure. Television, movies, streaming shit, social sh shit. Social shit, YouTube, what am I missing? I'm sure I'm missing something. How the fuck does anyone have time for all this? I'm, it's, it's a lot. And when you really sit down and think about, okay, how much time do I spend with all of these various uh, means of entertainment? It's hours upon hours upon hours upon hours. And that's me who, you know, I listen to a handful of podcasts, watch a couple of television shows. I don't really watch movies anymore. Uh, I spend way too much time on Twitter. My problem, I watch live sports, like way too much fucking live sports. It's entirely overkill, yet more and more and more just keep coming. Constantly. It's something new. Hey, look, it's new. Good news, though, uh, I'm not going to be talking about that anymore today. I'm just going to continue to bore you with my awful podcast. And I am going to talk about office things, work things, Jalen Brown, Casey Kasem, TV Dads, and Alcoholics Anonymous. That's all right here, right now, on episode number 135. It's a big number, man. We're getting to, into, like, batting average territory. <laughs> right now we're in, like, like old National League pitcher batting averages. 135, right? Anyways, episode number 135 of Complaints and Observations. Still the most less-than-average podcast on the internet. With a host who's the smartest person in the room. When he's the only one there. A continuing odyssey into mediocrity. Guaranteed to make you question your life choices and your own sanity. This is Complaints and Observations. With Dave LaPointe. the hell is Dave LaPointe? I think he's a bum. I think he's an absolute bum. All right, what's up? What's going on? How are you? Good? I hope you're good. I hope everything is uh, copacetic as, as it will or as you will. Come on. Hold on. Oh, cut the fucking shit. Jesus, had to turn the fucking heater off. It's fucking loud, and it's not really needed. Um, Yeah, so what's going on? Everything all right? I'm good. Thank you for asking. I appreciate it. Uh, I had a lousy day at the office today. Um, just not feeling it, and it's all entirely me. You know, it has nothing to do with, with the job. Eh, 
I mean, no, not really. No, it has nothing to do with the job. I like the job. It's just, uh, you know, it, here's my issue, okay? And I was thinking of this the other day, on Tuesday, actually, when I, I felt like, you know, I did not sleep well. And then when I, when I sleep worse than I usually do, which is awful, but when I sleep worse than that, I'm just very irritable, uh, more so than usual. So it's just, it's amplified. Like my normal personality is amplified and it's not good where to the point where I don't like even being around myself on occasion, not all the time, but on occasion. So the office was, was loud. Now we're in an old building. Uh, it is, it's loud. And it's the sort of company now where you don't have to be in the office every day. It's a two day a week type of thing. But, you know, basically it's okay. Try to find the right balance in terms of when you want to go in, when to not go in. Basically I've been doing like Tuesday, Thursday or Monday, Thursday. Um, but my schedule is going to change again in Q2. So it's just, ah, I don't know. So like today, for example, it was, it was crowded. There were, there were a lot of people in the office. It's a decent sized office with a lot of people in there. And it got me thinking, man, like pre COVID, I remember when I worked at Wayfair and I vividly remember the day, uh, the last day prior to them kicking everybody out, you know, cause of COVID. Right. And I'm looking around I'm like, man, this is, uh, this is something this ain't, this is, Obviously, things are going to change, and quite frankly, I thought it was going to be a couple months, maybe maybe a month, and we'd be back. Little did I know I was going to get fucking shit-canned and uh, be unemployed for fucking six months after that, but that's neither here nor there. What is here or there, uh, there's no way, there is no office in the country that is the same as it was pre-COVID, right? There's just no fucking way. For a multitude of reasons. One, I mean, there's probably a lot of people who would just like, fuck that. I'm not going back to the office. I've done my job at home. Why would I go back? Which makes sense. And then there were some companies who rightfully uh, downsized their office space. Um, some companies who just said, fuck it. It's it's better for us if we if we're not leasing office space that we don't need. But the flip side to that is you working remotely and strictly remote that I just can't, I couldn't do that either. Like I need that sort of half and half balance. Okay. I just need the office when I'm there to be quieter. And it got me thinking about like all the weird, quirky, like inter office shit that, you know, pre COVID everybody used to do like the, 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 inner office drama. The good news is we don't have that, at least nothing. I'm I'm working very hard to sort of, I don't want to say distance myself because that's not really accurate. I'm just working very hard to work very hard. You know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? You might not, you might not give a fuck, but really. I'm just, I'm trying not to be, I guess the, I don't know. I'm trying to think of the right way to express this, and it's not coming out. So it's making for a fucking phenomenal podcast episode, right? I'm just trying very hard not to um, let anything else sort of get in the way of me doing my job. That that That's probably the best way to put it. And so just... And like, it's not even uh, not making friends or not being social or not being, uh, what's the right word? I can't find it, but whatever. I'm just working hard to work hard, basically. So it got me thinking about like all the fucking weird shit that you'd always have to do, all the weird people that I worked with, like not just at my last job, but every job I've ever had. <laughs> and there's always fucking weird-ass people. But there are so many like different things that would happen in an office 
that, uh, you know, thankfully still happen and I find funny. So today, for example, um, I was at a standing desk. I, I'm like one of the only people with a standing desk that actually stands at their desk. I don't do it all day. I'm an up and down guy. But anyways, I'm standing there. I'm like, oh man, I think I have to, I think I have to shit. I'm like, oh fuck. I'm like, no, 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 no. So, you know, I kind of just sit there and I'm continuing to do what I was doing. And then I was like, all right, I should probably at least use the restroom or go to the restroom. I go to the bathroom and the fucking fart that I let out. I'm convinced that somebody heard the fart. Now, the, the plus side to it is that the office was so fucking loud that there's just no way. But this was like... It was fucking loud. Like, I startled myself. That's how loud this fart was. Fart stories on complaints and observations. It's just one of those things where you... Like walking away from your desk to go fart in the bathroom. That was something that you had to do on occasion. Like if you knew that what you were letting out that particular day was trouble, you've got to get up and go. You have to do it. Decorum. Uh, couth. I don't know. There's, that's probably not even the right use of the word. <laughs> But it's just, you know, it was funny that way. And it was one of, you know, you, you sort of think about, you contemplate things. And um, today, for the, I don't know, probably, I'm going to go with, uh, boy, I don't know, 24,346th day in a row. I said to myself, God, I fucking hate sales. Fucking hate sales. <laughs> I don't like lying to customers. I don't like lying, period. I don't like lying to make a sale. In every place I've ever worked. Oh, I just tell a fib. Just lie. No, man. No. And it's, it's, Part of the reason why I'm such a fucking lousy salesperson is because I I can't lie. So when somebody says, oh, you know, uh, am I able to get this by this day? And I know full well that they can't. So I just say, eh. you know, I don't come out and say, no, you can't. I just, eh. you know, I'll try. I'll see what I can do. Even though in the back of my mind, I know fucking full well they're not going to be able to get what they want. But I just, I, I have a fear of like letting people down and I shouldn't. I, if I said to myself, self, stop fucking caring, I would probably, probably be a much better salesperson, but I just can't. And it drives me crazy. The amount of time that I waste on time wasters. I don't know. It's just a, a work related rant. That I want to spit out at you. It doesn't really matter. Or is, is it all entertaining. But it's uh, you know. It's my program. So I you know. That's how I feel. That's what I wanted to say. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. We're off to a fucking rousing start. huh? Buckle up. I've got other shit to talk about the uh, hot topic du jour here in the greater Boston area in the last week has been Jalen Brown of the Boston Celtics in the myriad of stories and interviews and whatnot that apparently he's given over the course of the last three months that has just upset all sorts of people. Why? Well, because he's a basketball player. And he's in Boston. So he's going to make people mad. That's just how it goes, unfortunately. And he calls, uh, you know, he basically calls people out for it. Rightfully so. I don't blame him. 
which is why uh, I'm extending an olive branch to not an olive branch. That's the wrong term. I'm extending an invitation to Jalen Brown. Jalen, if you want to come on the show, I know you're listening. You're a, uh, you know, P1 for sure. Come on the show. Let's talk it out. You know, because what I would ask him, I would ask him, how unbearably frustrating is it that when you give an interview, people around here just love to fucking pick it apart? If I were in his shoes, I would never say a fucking word to the media in this town. Not a fucking single solitary thing. I would nod, be polite, and move on. That's it. I wouldn't talk to them. You know, not just in this town, but in general. I mean, I read the article that he did with The Ringer, and I didn't really think it was that bad at all. I think he just comes off as... You know, a normal, angry person. Not angry, that's not even the right word. But just a, you know, a frustrated person. That's that's how he came off. And I I don't, uh, I, I can understand that to a point. Now look, that's not to say that everything he said was uh, right, smart, or... No, appropriate's not the right word. But, like his whole bit about Kyrie, which... Like, you know, I understand you guys are friends, but Jesus Christ, dude. Like, he stepped in shit. Let him clean his own shoes. You don't have to be there to help him do that, you know. You can you can understand that he has to do it, but you don't have to be down on your knees cleaning his shoes for him because he stepped in his own shit. Let him deal with it. <clears throat> quote, Kyrie is one of those people who isn't afraid of being wrong, end quote. Buddy. He should be afraid of being wrong. That's called ignorance. Like, there's a difference there. And the shit that Kyrie was doing and saying, flat out ignorant. He stepped in his own shit. Don't clean his shoes. It's that simple. Like, you can privately be, you know, you can say that he's your friend and this, that, and the other. But, I mean, buddy, just, what are you doing? What are you doing? Like, I, I love the fact that he's upfront about his personal feelings for a couple of reasons. First, he's not just a basketball player. And that's the problem with not just Boston, but just, you know, sports fans in general throughout the world is that they they tend to separate or combine, I should say, you know, the, the people that these players are in their actual playing persona. Jalen Brown, the basketball player, is not Jalen Brown, the human being. They're two, they're two different entities. They're not the same thing. And so when people get all pissy because athletes open their mouth, well, you make a lot of money. You shouldn't, you should shut up and dribble. You should shut up and kick. You should shut up and, and swing a bat. Whatever. No, dude. They, they shouldn't. They're not fucking robots. I don't care how much fucking money they're making. That's they're people. They're human. They have feelings and emotions. Let it go. Like honestly, if you get mad at an athlete for saying something, build a bridge. Get the fuck over it because it's not going to change anything. It's just going to make you look like a fucking idiot. Now, if an athlete wants to look like an idiot, guess what? They can do that. Want to know why? Because they're human. Let him go. I just find the whole reaction so fucking stupid. And the whole thing was like, oh, do, oh, I don't think he wants to stay here. It's like he didn't say that. <laughs> like he didn't never came. There's no quote that says, I don't want to play in Boston. It's not what it says. It's like, you know, if they respect me, I'll respect them. End of story. Which means Jalen Brown, the basketball player, <clears throat> also happens to be Jalen Brown, CEO of Jalen Brown Enterprises. Like, he's his own brand. He's his own business. And in that role, his job is to make the most money that he can. Why is that such a fucking problem? Do they make way too much money? Of course they do. 
No one's saying otherwise. No one is out here saying, oh, they, they, they don't make enough money. They should make more. Everybody knows. Why am I out congested? Everybody knows that they make way too much money, but that's the market. That's the market, and that's the way it is. You know, he what's he going to do? Say, no, nah, you know what? I should make 85 grand a year. I just play basketball. Uh, I'll just keep playing for, uh, you know, let's call it, let's call it 93K and, uh, you know, throw in a bonus every now and again, a bonus every quarter, we'll call it even. No, that's not how it fucking goes, dude. That's not how it goes. So the whole narrative of him not wanting to play here is just, uh, it's just one of these weird fucking things. It's a talking point that the media loves uh, to come up with. Mainly because there's nothing else to talk about, or they just like the fact that they can spin shit. You know, to make it fucking sound interesting. I don't know. The whole thing about him and Tatum. Like, Marcus Smart said, Brown and Tatum are, quote, probably better friends than most in this league. End quote. It's like, what do you want them to do? Like, fucking hang out? Like, hold hands and go to dinner together? It's like, fucking shut up. Stop. Boy, boy. I don't know. I just don't understand it. And it's it's frustrating as a fan when you have to read through this and sift through this and and deal with it. Um because it becomes it, it becomes a terrible talking point. You know? And it's boring. That's the other problem. It's boring. It's just like trade rumors are boring. Uh, you know, free agent stuff is different because they're free agents. They can do whatever they want. But trade rumors, they're just that. It's fodder. It's fodder for the the lowest common sports denominator. Ha 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 ha. That's a terrible joke. Not even a joke. He's a complicated guy. He's, a, he's not complicated. He's a smart guy. He's an interesting guy. Uh, and I like him, and I hope he sticks around here, not only because he's a phenomenal basketball player, because, but I think he could expand his brand within the city and become um, a, a pillar of the community which I think would be nice. But man, oh man. I want them to win a title so bad. <laughs> Just win a title. And then we can worry about all this other crap. Asked about, you know, playing, continuing to play in Boston. Quote, I just enjoy the time that, that you have now. End quote. That's what you should be doing. Looking at the now. Looking at the present. Staying focused in the current tense. It makes no point to look back or look forward. If you're not concentrating on the now. The present moment. And I think that's what he's trying to do. Trying to stay present. But, you know, if he if he points out that some of the Boston Celtic fan base is fucking shitty, the shitty portion of the Boston Celtics, uh, uh, I almost said podcast, Boston Celtics fan base is going to get louder than the rest of them. It's always how it goes. Boo. So, Jalen, I know that you're listening. Uh, I'd love to have you on the show. You can talk about anything you want, literally. No holds barred. If you want to talk about that movie, we can talk about that. 617-65, rip them. Love to have you on. I'm on a roll with guests. You know, I don't have anybody else lined up, so you know, if you want to come on. <laughs> yeah.
Support for Complaints and Observations comes from listeners like you and by the LaPointe Institute of Thinking, proud to assist the public with the critically important function of logical common sense since 1978. I had a uh, terrible thought last weekend. Uh, Wife and I went to a fundraiser for a friend of hers whose uh, family member uh, has cancer. So it was a fundraiser for this family member. And, you know, as you are wont to do with these things, you purchase uh, raffle tickets and try to win prizes that, you know, sometimes are exciting, sometimes aren't, and sometimes uh, you're just there to donate. You know, that's the whole point. So uh, as I am retired from gambling, this is not a form of gambling. This is uh, a donation. You know, and if I didn't win anything, I would have come out of there saying, oh, dang, would have liked to have won something, but felt good about the donation that I made. Lucky for me, though, I won a bunch of shit. (laughs) And it got me thinking, it's like, how do you, how do you thank a person who is either the, uh, the person who's like in charge of the event, um, the person who the benefit is for, like, how do you thank them? I would not have been at this event had it not been for the fact that this woman had cancer. Right? Think about that. How fucked up is that? <laughs> like, what do you say? If you say thank you, right? What does that imply? That literally implies that I was saying, hey, thanks for having cancer. I get to walk out of here with this cooler full of crap because of your cancer. What a fucking shitty thing to think. Kind of funny, but shitty. Because honestly, when you think about it, right, how else? It's not as if they were just throwing a party and had a fucking raffle. That's not how it was. I wasn't there to just hang out in some fucking uh, rinky-dink fucking Quincy uh, function room, right? I was there because this person had cancer. That was why I was there. And I walked out of there with prizes. So, (laughs) How do you reconcile that? Oh, that's a good bit right there. So, uh, you know, I, I got to stop saying free to use it because that's a good bit. I should keep track of these things. I know a faithful listener of the show, Jacques, of the uh, Carnival Personnel podcast uh, stole my <laughs> stole my uh, QR code uh, bit that would take that would take you to to Pornhub to show. A child being conceived. <laughs> That's a good bit. <laughs> oh, boy. That's funny. That's the thing, though, right? If if you're a comic and you have a podcast, right, what do you do if you come up with something? Well, look, you know, if you're a good comic and you have a podcast that people listen to, then it doesn't matter. But I'm just wondering, like, let's say you're not a good comic. <laughs> let's say you're a mediocre comic. And you come up with a bit on your podcast that is pretty good. Do you, like, stop, go back, delete that, and then just try to start over? I don't know. Oh, boy. Yeah. But it was funny because the dynamic of this particular event you know, there was a bar downstairs for someone, you know, an event, a benefit for someone with cancer. And then upstairs was a gigantic Alcoholics Anonymous party. And it's funny because one of one of uh, my wife's friends showed up 
to the hall and went to the wrong location, walked upstairs instead of downstairs, and upstairs was the AA event, and there's a bunch of fucking people dancing up a storm. And, you know, she doesn't, she doesn't know. She's oblivious. She goes to the bar and orders a White Claw at a fucking AA event. <laughs> it's actually pretty funny. She thought it was the funniest fucking thing ever. And then turns out there was somebody there who recognized her from Facebook, which I also found funny because, you know, fuck Facebook. But it's like, oh, we're Facebook friends. I'm like, oh, that must have been awkward. She thought it was the funniest fucking thing ever. It was pretty funny. I don't know about the funniest fucking thing ever, but it was pretty funny. Got a kick out of that. You know what else I got a kick out of? So, and I'm sure you've heard about this, but the guy who is suing Buffalo Wild Wings for calling their uh, boneless wings boneless wings. I looked into it. I'm like, all right, what's the deal with this guy? Turns out this fucking dude is all about the frivolous lawsuit. He has also sued Tom's mouthwash for not being natural enough, apparently. Uh, Kind granola bars. Arguing that the, quote, high in fiber, end quote, label on their granola is misleading. And he's also sued Hefty, the trash bag company saying that their recycling bags were not actually recyclable. Like, fucking three legit lawsuits, and now he's adding a fourth, saying that boneless wings are just chicken breast. Which he said amounts to, quote, deceptive marketing, end quote. Guess what? He ain't wrong. He ain't wrong. But this motherfucker just sues everybody. Like, hey, you want to throw this shit? This, this is probably another wannabe admin. He's pissed off. Like, how dare you, Tom's mouthwash? Tom's wicked fresh mouthwash. <laughs> I'm suing the parent company, which I think is like Colgate. And you know, like, the one of the funniest parts about the story that I found was like, it said in the headline, an attorney says it's possible that He's just, uh, that he's, quote, just being annoying, end quote. Well, yeah. Of course he is. Because he knows, one, Buffalo Wild Wings blows, and two, Buffalo uh, Boneless Wings are not wings. You would think that, you would hope, I should say, this would... Put, a, put the fear of God into every, every fucking restaurant in America who just loves boneless wings. Change the name. Stop calling it boneless wings. There's a bunch of fucking quotes from, like, attorneys that aren't involved in the case. I'm like, oh, uh, uh, these lawsuits, quote, are not cases that I would even touch with a 10-foot legal pole, end quote. <laughs> a 10-foot legal pole. That's a good band name. 10-foot legal pole. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, okay, no shit, pal. We all know that. But fucking food, am I right? Food. Uh, I was high as balls. Uh, the other day, last weekend, watching, uh, uh, what was, what's the fucking tournament of champions, tournament of champions four hosted by Guy Fieri. That's right. The great Guy Fieri. And, uh, one of the judges was, is this guy, Jonathan Waxman. And every time Jonathan Waxman comes out onto the stage, like the chefs fucking freak out. Oh my God, it's Jonathan Waxman. So me being high as fuck, I started saying, oh my God, it's Jonathan Waxman. As if, you know, in, in the old like Jim Ross, uh, it's uh, it's Stone Cold voice. Like, oh my God, it's Jonathan Waxman. 
it's only funny to me, really, but still. So I'm like, all right, I, I, why is Jonathan Waxman so revered, right? Well, according to Wikipedia, he is an American chef who is one of the pioneers of California cuisine and is the and is credited with being the first to bring its style fusing French cooking techniques with the freshest local ingredients to New York. It's like, oh, okay. So what's California cuisine, you might ask? Well, also according to Wikipedia, it is a food movement that originated in California. You don't fucking say. The cuisine focus, focuses on dishes that are driven by local and sustainable ingredients with an attention to seasonality and an emphasis on the bounty of the region. So in other words, uh, they use shit that's grown around them wherever they happen to be, and suddenly that is a food movement. This is what pisses me off about food and chefs, and I just, I don't fucking get it. I don't get it. And we're not supposed to get it because we're not chefs. Who you have to call chef or they get fucking pissy. Not all of them, but a lot of them. Yes, chef. Shut the fuck up. Stop. This whole thing, this Jonathan Waxman guy. Okay, you're a, you're a fucking chef who decided to use uh, ingredients from your farmer's market and suddenly you're a genius. What? What? What are we doing? He was a contestant on Bravo's Top Chef Masters, but was eliminated in the penultimate episode, placing fourth of 18 competitors. One of the main judges quoted him, has been quoted as saying, quote, I think he's one of the country's greatest chefs, end quote. Whoa. Whoa. Jonathan Waxman. <laughs> Just, I don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> oh my god it's just weird it's just weird groundbreaking cuisine of using far you know shit grown at a farm around your restaurant whoa oh my god that's incredible. I guess once you find a niche and stick with it and it's your thing, then you can be that thing all you want, right? I don't, I don't even know if I'm saying that right. <sighs> yeah. I know I wanted to, I mentioned Casey Kasem. Do yourself a favor and look up Casey Kasem's like final years. It's really fucked up. That dude died and wasn't buried for six months because his wife was a lunatic and wouldn't let his kids see his wife. His wife basically moved the body from California to Montreal because they didn't want, she didn't want the kids to see him. What the fuck is that shit? Yeah, yeah. My wife told me about that. I was like, Jesus. And then I spent way too much time like looking into it and reading about it. It's pretty fucked up. And now he's buried in like Sweden or some shit. Like the guy who hosted American Top 40, American, is buried in fucking Sweden or Norway, one of the two. That's fucked up. I don't know why it's fucked up, but it's pretty fucked up. So I'm thrilled as always to have voicemails. I thoroughly enjoy getting voicemails. Uh, I enjoy the the off-the-wall nature of some of them, the ridiculousness of most of them, and, you know, just the fact that people took a few minutes or a couple minutes to 
compile a thought and dial the number and share it on the on the recording. I, I enjoy that. However, what I don't enjoy is uh, the unfunny or the uninteresting. And I got two this week, who I'm fairly certain is the same person who called in last week with the, you know, the dumb Guy Fieri bit. Uh, which turned into a worse bit because of the bit that I put in. But whatever. It's my show. So, because I'm consistent when I say that I play every single voicemail that I get, here are... Here are a couple of examples of, uh, like, you're trying hard. You're trying. It's just, it's not working. So here you go. So I don't know if this is a problem that everybody has, but I don't understand why people like cats. I come home from work every day and my neighbor's damn cat is sitting on the hood of my car. Like, seriously. Like, I don't understand. Like, when you have a cat, you feed them a little bit, they go poop in the litter box, they poop in your house. Like, who wants an animal that poops in their house in a bunch of sand? Like, they don't even clean it themselves. And then, when you have them running around the house, all they do is they go in between your legs and they try to, like, touch you. But, like, sometimes if you touch them wrong, they hiss at you. Like, I just don't get why people like cats. And it walks all over my car, leaves these silly little paw prints everywhere. It's, it's unbelievable. I just don't get it. And then, if you get a cat with the long hair, and it, it comes with all the big knots and the shambles, and you got to, like, brush it, and the, the poop gets stuck under the butthole, and you have to, like, comb all the hair out. It's silly. I just don't get people with cats. And then you go to people, people's house, and they say, oh, don't touch my cat. That's... That's Jackie. He doesn't like people. Like, why the fuck would you have a cat that doesn't like people? If I had a fucking cat that didn't like people, I would get rid of it. I would bring him, I'd let him loose so he can go run around and find somebody that he actually likes. Like, oh, don't go near Fluffy. He, he doesn't like people. He hisses at him. Or keep your kid, kids away from Maddie because sometimes he bites. Like, why would you ever have a cat like that? It just seems so, so silly. If you have a bad cat... Get rid of it. Doesn't matter. And don't let them go on people's cars. Jesus. Have a good day. Bye. Hello, this is Saul Rosenberg, and I just called to tell you that your podcast fucking sucks. And I'm going to come down there and I'm going to bring all my shoes and all my glasses and I'm going to fuck you up. Goodbye. See what I'm saying? Like, the the best part of that is he. What was it? Um, if he get, and if you get a cat with the long hair, and it get it comes all the big knots and the shambles, and you're going to brush it, and the poop gets stuck into the butthole, and you have to comb all the hair out. It's silly. Yes, it's very silly. Good try. Good effort. Appreciate you. Um, please call back anytime. Like I, I've said, uh, everybody that calls in gets on the show. Even the really bad Jerky Boys impression. You'll still get on the show. Six one seven six five seven four seven three six. Call in. Have a take. Don't suck. <laughs> oh boy. Uh yeah. You got nothing else. Well, I mean, I have. I, there's more. It's just that you know. After that, it's just. It's all uphill. It can only go one way. After uh, limited fake Saul Rosenberg said that my show fucking sucks. Yeah, no shit, Saul. Thanks for listening, asshole.
As it is Friday, it is time for everyone's favorite part of the program, the end. And three gripes. Gripe number one. People 35 years old and, and younger have no fucking clue how to make coffee. Zero. None. Nada. This was going to be part of my like office rant, but then I remembered, wait a minute, this was a fucking legitimate gripe. The other day, I'm uh, I'm at the office, and the coffee maker there is, you know, your your standard sort of automatic, not automatic, but it's a it's a coffee maker with a water line. Uh, it's an industrial, not industrial, but a commercial coffee maker, right? But it only has one burner, so it's not like a, it's not like one that you would see at a at a diner where there's, you know, pots on top and shit like that. Then it's it's got the insulated pots that have different. Uh, Theoretically, it's supposed to have different types of coffee in it, but we only have one type of fucking garbage coffee. So I needed some coffee the other day, and I, I go over and go to the coffee machine, and I pull the the basket out, you know, the, the little basket holder where the, uh, the filter and the coffee go. I pull it out. One of these dumb motherfuckers took a filter, right, put it into the basket, and then put... No word of a lie, there had to have been at least three quarters of a pound of coffee in this in this uh, this basket. And then they brewed a pot of coffee with all of that coffee in there. What the, on what fucking planet do you think that's acceptable? Like I work with. <clears throat> What I assumed to be uh, a large number of smart people, yet every fucking morning, I, the, the the mornings that I go into the office, the fucking sink there is full of dishes because of these heathens. They can't they can't put their fucking dishes away. Uh, I've been working for this company since October, really, you know, probably since first week of December because the first couple weeks was training, and then I was away for a month and. Uh, come back in December. So you know, really like three plus months, right? Four months. We're about ready to um, add the third dishwasher since I've been there because not only did they not know how to make coffee, they don't know how to load and operate a fucking dishwasher. What is going on? What What happened... Like, where's the disconnect between Gen X and Gen Y slash Z? What the fuck happened? Like, I, I, it, it's just so many of these simple, tiny little things that I can't wrap my head around when it comes to younger people. And this is such a fucking stupid old man complaint, but it's like, just read the fucking directions. It's literally on the back of the fucking bag of coffee. Two tablespoons, three tablespoons, whatever. Like, three quarters of a pound of coffee is not how you make coffee. And I always think to myself, boy, why is is the coffee in here so awful? I know why. These fucking numbskulls have no clue what the fuck they're doing. And it's not just coffee, right? As I, I, I complained about the dishwasher thing, the dishes in the office, like, it just, it's just one of these things that doesn't make a fucking lick of sense. There's literally zero reason for any of this, for the fucking breaking the goddamn dishwasher all the time, for not knowing how to brew coffee, uh, to leaving a bunch of shit in the fucking refrigerator all the time. Uh, to leaving trash all over the fucking office. Like, these people live like fucking pigs. It's it's awful. They're not stupid, yet they're so fucking dumb. And there you have it. That is my assessment on the younger generations. Thank you. They don't know how to make coffee. And then if you ever just watch them, like, pour a cup of coffee... So they, they they pour the coffee in, then they pour the milk in, then they put 17 fucking sugars in it. What do you... Okay, what is the point? 
Oh, I don't like the way it tastes. Well, you're going to drink it. And then what you're going to do is you'll drink half of it. Then you'll pick it up and carry it somewhere and leave that cup in a random place where no one will find it for two days. That's how it works. Grave number two. Uh, I would like to extend a massive congratulations uh, to something that has been on the gripes list and mentioned on the show so many fucking times that it's it's become trite. National Grid. Honestly, fuck off. Here is a company that has the fucking balls. And, and, and look, they'll tell you that they adjust their rates twice per year, right? The rate adjustment that we got in November franked the fucking rates through the fucking roof. Through the roof. And now they have the fucking balls to say, oh, guess what? Uh, the prices are going down. We're going to drop the price. In their excuse for raising the price 40% in the, per in the first place, just so that they can then mark it down 40% and get praise and backpats. Oh, uh, supply chain issues and uh, the issue in Ukraine. It's like, no, motherfucker. It's because you fucking assholes just wanted to make more money. Shut the fuck up. I would... I'm waiting for the day when a corporate entity of some kind just comes out and says what is, is the actual reason that they're gouging customers. Just say it. Just say it. Say, hey, you know what? Uh, we don't give a fuck about any of you people. We just want to make a ton of money. Who is going to be the first company to say that? Who's it going to be? Because here's the thing. National Grid, they could get away with it. What are people going to do? They need electricity, right? They have to keep paying it. Or they shut their electricity off. And then what? Then they don't have electricity at all. Wonder why? It's a fucking monopoly. It's a regional monopoly. I have no choice but to buy my electricity from National Grid unless I have uh, solar panels, which I don't. Now, some people might say, well, you can buy it through a third party. Well, where do you think they're getting it from, you dumb fucks? It's all coming from one place in this particular neck of the nape, and it is National Grid. So National Grid, fuck you. Right, number three, TV dads. Why are TV dads always dumb? Not always, but in most cases, dumb. I don't know. And I thought of that the other day because uh, one of these insurance companies is running a uh, a thing where it's like TV, you know, TV dads, and then it's Carl Winslow. It really, call Carl. One of these fucking words I can't say. Ugh. Carl, Carl. It's because the RL sound is just not. ARL doesn't go together. The English language, folks. It sucks. Carl Winslow. Dispensing fatherly advice. You know who the ultimate TV dad was? Remember the old, um, I think it was a Church of Latter-day Saints commercial. I don't, I can't remember what it was. And it was basically, you know, uh, the kid is, is lying in his bed and he's got headphones on and his dad comes charging in. And he's, he's holding a box and inside the box. Oh, it's just like a, oh, partnership for a drug-free America. That was 1987. I thought it was older than that. So the kid's just laying, laying on his bed. <laughs> That's so good. He's laying on his bed and his dad comes charging in. Of course, his dad is wearing like the the standard 80s, um, you know, parent outfit of the blue dress shirt with a tie and a mustache. Who taught you how to do this stuff? You, all right? I learned it by watching you. And then there's just that contemplative look on the man's face. The best TV dad is that guy. You want to know why? Because he taught his son how to smoke weed. 
properly. He smoked weed in plain sight so that his son could gain the knowledge that he needed to then be a stoner. But the, you know, it's, I never, I, I watched it the other day and it was one of these things where you look, you're sort of breaking it apart, right? This kid's stash box is legit. It's like an old cigar box and inside of it is like, you know, the, the weed is in, in nice, neat baggies. There's <laughs> like a, um, a couple of, of lighters in there. There might have been a pipe. I'm not entirely sure, but it's good stuff, man. I got such a kick out of it. Uh, I laughed heartily. It's like, Dad, it's just the fucking dead. <laughs> Oh, man. Love it. Anyways. So that's it for the show. Uh, hope you enjoyed it, as always. If you didn't, look, I don't really care. Run away. It's my show. It's kind of a shitty attitude to have, I know, but that's just how it goes, right? It's just how it is. If you'd like to be part of the show... Feel free. Let me know. Love to have you on. Talk about anything you want. Do you know someone who wants to be on the show? I'll talk to anybody. I've been very lucky in that everyone that I've had on the show, yeah, for the most part, they've been just good people. So it's worked out nice. Uh, you can pre-order um, Robert Dean's book, Existential, Ex Existential Thirst Trap. Coming out May 8th, you can go to barnesandnoble.com and pre-order there. You can uh, you can listen to uh, Gene Dante on any of your streaming services. Gene Dante and the Future Starlets. Check it out. Soon, hopefully, someday, we'll get a new EP from The Quiet Violent. Um, you can also... <laughs> there's other people that you can you can you know take a listen to and and check out um uh, yeah can't remember the fucking dude's name <laughs> god i hate that hey just i hate being old and forgetting shit i'm not that old shut up um, uh, you can also call in and be part of the show. But again, if you call and leave a voicemail, it's going to be on the show. Uh, you know, and if you're going to do like your uh, Jim J. Bullock voice impression, talking about cats, it's coming on. If you're going to do a bad Saul Rosenberg, it's it's going to be on. 617-657-4736. If you want to say that my show sucks, fine. It's not news, but fine. Yeah, whatever. Call in. Love to hear from you. Tell me what's on your mind. Tell me what's going on in your life. And I'll judge you. <laughs> really? That's kind of a, that's a rude thing to say, right? Uh, at ComplaintsPod on Twitter. At ComplaintsPod on Instagram. Check it out. Um, I do have a Facebook page, but fuck Facebook. I have a YouTube channel that I don't do anything with. I have a Twitch channel that I can't figure out. I'm also on Mastodon and Post, I think. Um, but yeah, that's it. So uh, thank you as always. Uh, I think uh, two weeks, the gratitude episode. So keep an eye on all these social channels. I'll be sharing, uh, you know, stuff where you can you can share your thoughts of gratitude. And then I do a, a, an episode of the show that isn't uh, petty and boring. It'll just be, uh, you know, shiny happy. That's all. But until next time, friends, uh, tell your friends, tell your moms. Uh, take care of yourself. Take care of each other. Godspeed. Ta-ta.
speechless.